Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Practicing Christian with your truly Aaron Fanice, where I give godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Y'all, welcome back. Welcome to the new year. So glad that God's seen fit for us to come together again. So y'all already know, before we pop things off, we got to get into the natural remedy. And for today's natural remedy, it's just being true to self. That means actually doubling down on what you saying about you. What they say, standing on business, stand on business about your goals in 2024, period. That means going to the gym, making sure you stay healthy, reading your Bible to make sure that you're in line with God's word, not only in line. So God will just bless your life in every area abundantly. If it's keeping your self-care routine up daily, making sure you do self-maintenance and self-care, don't play about you this year. Make it a priority. Make it a goal of putting you first from the standpoint of taking care of yourself. Okay? So that's today's natural remedy. All right. Y'all, let's get into the show. Woke up today, feeling great. No worries, today is a new day. Even with the Lord on my plate. May not have it all, but I always have faith. So we gon' keep it real, we gon' keep it true. And still praise God with a new groove. Come together and push through. It's amazing what prayer can do, cause sometimes it's hard to see the blessings right in front of me. Follow the light, and now I see God has been so good to me. They make me smile Your words, they still haven't let me down All good cause we living better now so this week, God has been just talking to me about people because, of course, that dialect comes from me just asking him and sharing personal thoughts about how people treat me and, you know, personal experience from friends and conversations and coaching. And a lot of the coaching and conversations from friends and even personal experience comes from how people treat them or me. And it's like, you know, how could they do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, you know what? Same thing I ask. And if I'm being personal, sometimes I just sit and it bothers me for days and sometimes months and years to be quite honest. Because it's like I really was true to this person in every aspect when it comes to character and friendship. And I feel like they messed me over. It's like, why would you do that? Like, you don't find many real people out here or just people that stay silent with you. So the fact that you had somebody solid in your corner and you played over them, it speaks a lot about your character. And then I'm an overthinker. So when I think about the way people treat people, it gets me to overthink even more. It's like it gets into the root of their family and their family dynamic. And I just try to overanalyze or figure out how come they are the way they are. And that leads me into praying because it's like, wow, they think like 
that because they were raised off survival, whereas I was raised off love and am in love as it concerns me and my walk towards God. So it just makes me feel sorry for them. It's no excuse for their behavior because that doesn't change my feelings about the things that they did. And same thing I tell people, you know, people gonna people. I tell y'all that from week to week. So in order to understand people, I ain't even gonna say understand, just in order to keep a clean heart and stay in the right standing with God so you can forgive people, you really just have to have a relationship with God to the point when people do things to you, you're praying for them or you can look at the spirit in them rather than the thing that they did or the affliction that they did. So yeah, those are the things that I've been having a conversation with God about and people have been conversing with me about and I decided to talk about it this week because I want people to understand people more but more so I want them to understand self and align themselves with God so they don't block their blessings. So let's get into it. This week's title is Staying Solid Don't Fold. In my life and my day-to-day interactions it caused me to observe and question people's actions and behaviors. So for me I'd like to say I'm a solid individual and for me being solid means I hold myself accountable for my actions despite people's actions and behavior towards me or against me. For example, the same errand you get when I'm happy is the same errand you're going to get when I'm mad. But let me expound because that isn't talking about my emotions. Those are my actions. You know, they say if you want to know a person's true feelings, make them mad. When you make people mad, they come out of the blue with accusations. They going to tell you how they really feel. They dog your character. I'm not that type of person. If you piss me off, I'm going to move you out the way. Simple as that. And I don't mean one time. I mean, if it's a continual offense to the point that I've told you that you bothered me, you got to go. It's no going back and forth. It's no dogging your character. It's no airing out your dirty laundry. No, respectfully, you got to go. For me, when I see people do shady things, I be like, why would a person do that? Or why would they say that? I wouldn't have ever said it. Or I would never have done that to them. Because for me, if I get mad, my core values don't budge. And I much rather remove you from my presence as said. Because I don't have time to be holding in anger and unforgiveness. So I respect myself. But getting back to it, people's action really do have me stuck sometimes. So like I said, I'm an overthinker. And I spend days and, and months and years seeing like questioning people's actions and logic. And to be honest, it hurts so much at times. It makes me want to change. It's like I want to do them the way they did me because people can be cold but God, he does a continuous work in me and working on my personality and the way I think and my actions daily and also test me. So when I go to the next level, I know what to expect, but he conditions my mind so much. So my first mind now is to pray for them. I still get angry and in my mind, cause I don't curse. I still be want to cuss folks out and I still hold grudges. The fear of God and the Holy Spirit convicts me heavy and reminds me that he forgives gives me in spite of my action. Yes, you will get angry because of people's actions. It's just in the way you handle it that God elevates you. So yeah, when you understand who you are and whose you are, you move differently and you understand that people operate by the spirit, whether knowingly or unknowingly. 
So first, let's have a self-reflection moment. Are you healed or hurting? Ask yourself that. How do you know? Because these are the things that I have to ask myself and have asked myself past and present. I want to help you understand what heal and hurting looks like. So let me expound. Heal looks like forgiveness, healthy boundaries, doing things to stay healed, like journaling, godly counseling, or therapy, or just taking accountability for your actions. And most of all, for forgiveness. Hurting looks like trauma, lack of boundaries, seeking revenge, seeking attention, blaming, and a lack of accountability and just saying, oh, my past circumstances or the world made me the way that I am. So you got an idea of what hurting looks like and you got an idea of what healing looks like. You want to stay in that healing area, of course, but let me expound on the healing for a minute. When I say forgiveness, you forgive people and you have to move around. I always say healthy boundaries for me is a big thing. When I feel like I can't handle my boundaries with people because I forgive, forgive, forgive. I have that conversation. It's like, hey, I got to let you go and not feeling bad because if I know that I did all that I could do as a person, you're going to have to take it up with God, baby. And as I was saying about journaling, y'all, please use time to yourself to write down your feelings and thoughts and emotions towards people because it really will heal you. When you confess your sins or confess the things that's bothering you, honestly, you don't give them time to just marinate and their unforgiveness to set in. Whenever you discuss things with God openly, God can literally heal you. I know in coaching, when people talk about a lot of things, they don't say it out loud. And even me, it took me a long time in past tense to say that, hey, I felt abandoned or rejected. Their actions caused me to feel like XYZ. Sometimes you really have to say that out loud to be delivered from those things. So just confessing and acknowledging your feelings about certain situations so God can heal you and seek therapy, y'all. Like, you know, I believe in God, but if you haven't reached that wave to where you fully committed your thoughts, actions, and faith when it comes to self-healing and that journey towards self-healing, go to therapy, please. Or or at least see godly counsel if you have maybe a pastor or someone that's saved that's close to you to be able to share those thoughts and feelings. Like I said, you want to heal so you can move forward and not repeat the same cycles. So yeah, that's what healing looks like. And I can't forget the last one I expounded on. Forgive people. When you remember, forgive again, not just for them, for you. Because at the end of the day, forgiveness shuts up heaven. If I was to expound on the hurting, y'all trauma trauma bonding from hurt I know for me that was a big thing in the people I met in relationships to bond because of things that happened to us that's in the past and that's in relationships with family and friends and just because we have things in common like when people hurt you and you tell somebody and they be like oh I had that that happened to me or I didn't have nobody and you guys holding each other down because y'all got similar hurt stories negative don't do that don't be like Aaron okay so heal now moving right along I know that we are taught that when people go low, 
we go lower. But if you want to truly experience God, you know that unforgiveness shuts your prayers down from heaven. As I said, I know firsthand it makes you mad. You feel like you're a pushover, but you're really not. Because the thing about being in God, God will always vindicate you and prepare a table for you in front of your enemies. And y'all, I can't stress this enough. Let these folk, places, things, whatever it is that's troubling you, be God's enemies. When they become a threat to you, they become an enemy of God. And the Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So off the top, if you walking in God, you dwell under him, in him, through him. And that being said, imagine somebody being bold enough to try you in front of God. I know how I feel about it. my kids. Try my kids if you want to. You want to get these hands. So if, if I feel that way about my kids, imagine how God feels about you, his child. Yeah, nobody gets by with just doing you any type of way. I don't care what it looks like right now. Nobody gets away with doing you any kind of way. Not when you in God because vengeance is his and he makes sure he carried out. So give them to God. And now with that being said, I know firsthand why the Bible says pray for those that spitefully misuse you. When I see the delivery of justice on my behalf, I be like, ooh, Lord, spare him. And then if I'm being honest, Nobody that treat me wrong or that isn't silent is doing better than me. And I mean that in a humble way. Most people act or their actions are a representation of their inside. And to be quite honest, when you got stand up character, God just order your steps and your life reflect your relationship with God. So I will say nobody that ever did something to me is usually never doing better than me. And I don't mean a physical representation all the time. That means mentally too, because I got the peace of God and with the peace of God comes being able to understand and remain calm in situations that you know should destroy you because you know God got your back everybody ain't got that peace and solitude and that's a blessing but yeah so again getting back to it people operate by the spirit whether knowingly or unknowingly and the Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. People are battling demons, literally. I've told y'all before to start looking at people as spirits and you'll understand what you're up against. As I said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against rulers in high places. You are in spiritual warfare daily, whether you know it or not. Like I said, you wonder why people don't like you or they ain't got no reason to be doing you wrong. That's spiritual warfare. And I need y'all to understand that. And the fact that you are saved, the devil knows. I told y'all in a previous message, if you could see with your spiritual eyes, you are a walking light because the Holy Spirit resides in you. And moths are drawn to flame. They're drawn to the God in you. People hold on to the God factor in you. Understanding people, you wonder why they still around knowing they trifling. They are trifling and that's the spirit that operates in them. But by default, God literally sets you to walk towards him and to crave him. And some people, they have gotten so far away from God when they can feel that God in you they are magnetized by it that's why people 
crave your presence. They know they can't do right by you, but it's just something about you. It's that God factor. That God factor is love. And love is evidence of God's presence in you. And when people are tormented by spirits, they draw near to the God in you. That makes me think of the story of David and Saul. Saul tried to kill David with a spear and God sent David to help with the tormenting spirit. So listen, in 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 23, David played the instrument, the harp to be exact for Saul. So in verse 14, the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord was terrifying him. Saul's official told him, your majesty, let us go and look for someone who is good at playing the harp. He can play for you whenever the evil spirit from God bothers you and you will feel better. So Saul was like, all right, find me someone who is good at playing the harp. And somebody said, a man named Jesse who lives in Bethlehem has a son who can play the harp. And he's a brave warrior, good looking, speak well, and the Lord is with him. Saul sent a message to Jesse saying, tell your son David to lead his sheep and come in. And so David went to Saul and he started working for him. And Saul liked him so much that he put David in charge of carrying his weapons. And not long after this, Saul sent another message to David's dad's like let him stay with him because David was playing and it was actually helping him with the spirit that was tormenting him and so whenever the evil spirit from God bothered Saul David would play for him and Saul would relax and feel better and the evil spirit would go away but wait there's more alright so boom later on in the scripture the same person God was using to help him he tried to kill for no apparent reason I said relate this back to your life y'all y'all see the correlation and 1 Samuel 19, 19, it reads, An evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spirit in his hand. While David was playing the lyre, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. You see this? And you wonder why people try to kill your name and your character. It's just that spirit. So y'all, that helps y'all understand people in their actions. Y'all see how the devil uses folk when they claim to have pure intention. That's why the Bible says guard your heart so because the Bible says guard your heart I'm gonna help give y'all the tools that you need to guard your heart first off I need you to understand that your spirit is sometimes too big to contain and with your spirit being too big to contain you will outgrow people not everyone we meet can go or grow with us people are in our life sometimes only as a season so enjoy people while you have them and if God sent they'll be in your life forever and I need y'all to know God will let you know when your season is up because a series of events he will set them in motion and let you know it's time to let go know that you will resent them if you stay and you will also never reach your full potential because you carrying that dead weight so know when to let go okay now another way to discern and guard your heart is to observe people's core values like I said earlier pay close attention to how people act be able to walk away when it's time be aware of not just what they say but their actions and actions include how they act when they angry like are they still loyal do they still remain credible like do they throw dirt on your name I know I was bad about this when I was young for people to dog me and I take them back out of forgiveness now at my grown age you don't get strikes from that because that's part of your character and if you got a flaw in character I can pray for you but you no longer have a seat at my table so when you angry or y'all have a disagreement and they ain't loyal or credible they gotta be removed from your circle and lastly observe their thought 
process. For me, this is a big one as well. And observe their trauma response, which usually comes from the way people were raised. When I think of the things people do and I look at their past and having conversation with them, I understand why they act the way they act because they weren't raised a certain way. We all heard that some people love different based off whether they was raised on love or survival. That is so true. So observe their thoughts and their actions when it comes to their past, but most importantly, how they respond to trauma. Because I will say, even if you were raised wrong, some people are walking the right way and they deal with pain and trauma in the right way so that they're able to heal and move forward. And as I said, therapy is a big one. Are you going to therapy to be able to handle those responses or are they going to therapy or are they seeking godly counsel for a change? Evidence of uh, apology is changed behavior. If they're not doing anything to correct their behavior, then they're going to go right back into the same thing and there's no need of repeating unnecessary cycles with people how they react to trauma is how they react to certain situations based off whether or not they've sought help so let people go when they ain't willing to change themselves so y'all that's it for me i hope i helped y'all understand people a little bit more that's their thoughts and actions and i pray it helps you to maneuver in life as well as learn to forgive i love you guys so much in god and be blessed until next week bye thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the follow button For the Confessions of a Practicing Christian podcast to get your weekly dose of godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Also follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-P-C underscore pod and also on Facebook at Confessions of a Practicing Christian. Chime in and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode.